Seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. You'll never have the sacred stone. Hi, everyone. Just a reminder that this show is not legal advice, trading advice, financial advice, or personal advice. Enjoy the show, and thank you very much. Yo, yo, welcome to Crypto 101, the average consumer's guide to cryptocurrency. This is Matthew Aaron, and we are back with another listener episode. We are here today with listener Tori, Sina, and Valentina, and they're going to tell us about their experiences in the crypto space in life and how they got listening to Crypto 101. Well, we're going to jump right into that today, but before we go into it, please go to Crypto101podcast.com, join our Facebook or Twitter or Instagram, join the conversation, interact with the community. They're great people. Also, think about becoming a Patreon. The Patreons support us when we do not have ads on the show. You guys keep it running. Thank you very much. We still have one subscription left to Cryptos Magazine. If you're a Patreon, go to the Patreon page and follow the instructions to get that one last subscription. First come, first serve. And we also have another surprise for the Patreons. You'll see that on the Patreon page. Don't be shy to send us an email. Send us an email. Say what's up. Ask us questions. You can find that in the contact on our website. And finally, don't forget to subscribe to us, leave us a comment and a rating anywhere you listen to your podcast, especially iTunes podcast, because it keeps us in the top of the charts. Now, without further ado, I'm very happy to present the listeners of Crypto 101. Listener, Tori Cruz, how are you doing today? Hey, doing well. How are you? Very good. Thank you for, well, first, listening to Crypto 101, and thank you for coming on to wrap out with us. Of course, of course. So what we want to do today is first just do a, a couple of things. Get to know you a little bit. Get to know how you got into cryptocurrency and then how you got to listen to Crypto 101. What do you think? Yeah, sounds great. So my uh, listener profile, I guess, I first got into crypto right when it spiked, probably in before Christmas, around December. I'd already, I always heard of, you know, Bitcoin and crypto and kind of my perception of this quote unquote, like fake money was like, there was one adult playing Monopoly with a bunch of toddlers and the toddlers were like always changing the rules. I was like, this doesn't make any sense. I don't understand any of this. So, um, I just started doing a lot of my own research and found your podcast and just really appreciated the really, really basic instructional walkthroughs. I mean, I remember setting up my accounts, literally listening to everything you were saying. And then (laughs) you're like, don't worry, it's going to take like two weeks for it to post. I'm like, okay, thank God. (laughs) (laughs) So just, just little stuff like that. I don't do any day trades or anything. I normally put in 50 bucks a month for whatever coin piques my interest. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's pretty much it. But I listened to enough to realize that this is a huge rabbit hole and I cannot dedicate (laughs) my life to just being up to date with it. It's an investment if you really get into it. And Mm -hmm. so um, I, I love the technology and I think I really fell in love with blockchain and, and what it could do for our culture and for the world. So I think more than anything, I'm more excited about the technology. Right on, right on. So well, how about talk about a little bit about Tori? Who is Tori? Where is Tori right now? And Tori's sitting there with a lot of, are those vinyl records behind you? Yeah. So, Holy uh, my boy- shit. Yeah. My boyfriend is a huge uh, vinyl collector and guitar player and that's that's his really impressive collection so um, what people can't see right now is there are probably around i don't know how many is that 500 it's a lot like 500 vinyl records in alphabetical order on a shelf in her house it's quite impressive thanks so uh yeah we live in dallas texas and um i'm a special education teacher Right on. And living the dream with summer vacation right now just started this weekend, so I'm pretty stoked about that. But yeah, that's that's pretty much me in a nutshell. Okay, so when Tori decided to start going down that rabbit hole to go and to buy her first cryptocurrency, what sparked that interest? Was it the story with the Monopoly kids, or <laughs> but when you said I'm going to buy some Bitcoin, why did you buy Bitcoin? 
I think it was more like, honestly, it was something to do. So my shtick is like, I really get into something for a couple of months and I learn all I can about it without jumping too far into the rabbit hole, so to speak. And that was kind of my obsession for about three months is Mm -hmm. learning as much as I could about it and understanding the technology. But honestly, I just started off by just kind of like shit talking it. Like I said, like I was like, this doesn't make any sense. This is like fake money. I don't understand this. And through my own research, you know, I've, I've kind of started believing the crypto gospel and just really got into it and really got into the technology. And I just kind of got tired of having ignorant conversations. Mm. And so I was like, hey, I want to know what I'm talking about. Um, I want to be able, you know, to understand what's actually happening instead of just a bunch of hoopla that I hear, or, you know, Facebook statuses. And mm-hmm. so that's what got me into it. So what are you holding right now? Right now, it's just F Cardano, and that's pretty much it. I just put, I haven't done any new research really, but um, with the end of the school year and everything. But I tried doing all of the research, and it was pretty overwhelming. But hmm. well, What aspect of doing the research do you find overwhelming? Like, I just try to get as into it as I possibly can. So reading the white paper... <laughs> reading the white paper, um, (laughs) going through like the history of who's actually creating it, trying to figure out their motives, like what is, what is their timeline? What's their process is, is what they're into something I'm excited about. Is it something that, you know, like their, their message, what they want to do with their coin? Um, is it applicable? Is it something I'm excited about? And so really diving into who the creators are and understanding their motivations. And so that goes back to like, listening to their lectures on YouTube and figuring out what sort of people they are and mm-hmm. how they are on social media. And it's a huge investment. <laughs> right, right. So are there any coins or companies or people or projects that you're looking at right now and you're saying, yeah, these look interesting, but you just haven't had the time to throw a little bit of money in there? Honestly, I think I get most of my info kind of from your podcast as far as new stuff that has happened within the last couple of months. Not really. Like I said, I haven't been really interested in it. However, like, and you had an awesome episode about blockchain for like gun safety, which I thought was really Mm -hmm. tasteful. And I really appreciated that. And, you know, being a teacher, that's something I'm very passionate about. Mm -hmm. And so I, you know, and you listen to an episode like that and they're talking about using blockchain in order to get people authorized to use firearms and all the different protocols that help it, you know, be a safer environment for everyone. And it's just like, man, this is some sci-fi anime shit. Like, I can't believe (laughs) I'm living in this time where, you know, like that, that's a possibility. Hopefully, I'm I'm hoping that's a possibility. But I, I think anything that could just enhance the lifestyle for everyone in that way is something I'm, I'm gung ho about. Right on, right on. That's a, wow, that episode was quite a while ago, actually. I think probably about six to eight months ago. Yeah. (laughs) Like I said, I got into it, what, three or four months ago and then binge listened. But yeah, that was, that was a really special episode. Um, Another one of my favorite episodes is when you start ranting about all of the different types of people in crypto. (laughs) (laughs) The crypto haters? Yeah, exactly. Uh, (laughs) I forgot about that one. Quite a few, yeah, quite a few times on Reddit. I was like, I just asked a question. Why am I getting downvoted to oblivion? What is this? (laughs) Oh, man, that is just, honestly, it's sad. Really, honestly, Mm -hmm. it's sad. If people come into the space and want to, Reddit is just a cesspool. I mean, but it's just, it can be. There's a lot of funny shit on there, too, and it's very entertaining and some good news. And it's like just a mix of all kinds of stuff. But really, it's one of those things that really always irked me about the space is like you need a, a place to, you know, ask your questions. And Reddit, you just, they destroy you for simple questions. Disheartening. Um, but, you know, segueing into that, you also had an episode about, um, you know, like, I, I forget her name, but it was a woman and talking about, like, you know, women and cryptocurrency. And I thought that was highly useful because, I mean, immediately after I was like, I'm tired of all the Reddit hate and, you know, something I feel like I should have probably done this on my own but just you interviewing the woman and she's talking about like hey this is a safe space for like chicks to interact and ask the stupid questions and we'll answer them a thousand times and Mm -hmm. and it's 
and and finding that niche community and and they're all really loving people so so that's pretty cool that's cool that's cool so what do you think about crypto in the future where where do you want to see crypto to go where would you want your involvement with crypto to go yeah that's a great question um i know one of your most recent episodes was kind of about how people um if they want to get into crypto as far as a profession goes how do they do it um and so i'm thinking about crypto in my own profession. One thing I'm really excited about is smart contracts. Um, in the States, you know, teachers are paid and it depends what district you're on, but you get raises based off of your performance most of the time. Hmm. And so even, and this could be applied anywhere, there's some kind of financial incentive, obviously, and I'm sure you guys have talked about this more, but I mean, smart contract where you can just like immediately quantify, you know, those those star scores or some kind of goal that you set for the kids and then the teachers get immediately incentivized, you know. Right. I th- I think that's awesome. Um I I really really dig smart contracts. Um like we talked about the gun safety earlier. Um but I I it's always evolving and there's tons of new ideas coming out. So it's it's hard to keep up with all of them. But yeah, so I'm really into smart contracts. <laughs> right on. Cool, cool. If this was one of the first episodes that somebody was just starting to listen to Crypto 101 and listen to, and they say, hey, Tori Cruz, listener episode, you're probably going to be there with a couple other people. But what would Tori tell the new person, the new girl coming in, listening to this podcast, saying, I'm going to start doing crypto? Do crypto. That's what they do, I guess. We do crypto now. <laughs> That was a great verb, Matt. Yeah. yeah. My advice if you want to do crypto is to really do your own research. It's hard to find for stuff that's unbiased. It's it's hard to find it. And so I think to do your own research, you have to find sources that you trust mm-hmm. and people that you trust. And so I would say first and foremost, go ahead and jump into a community right away and start looking at their discussions, even if you're not if you don't feel comfortable enough to post anything, see those people that you trust and those and those commenters that you are really invested in in whatever coin they're they're talking about. But find someone that's really excited and find someone that is is honest and transparent about things because they're probably going to be your best source for any kind of information, rather than you know the white paper or I mean even websites are are biased and there's tons of jargon and there's tons of technical words that can get overwhelming and and you just need a source of information that is is low key and and basic and simple because crypto is just incredibly advanced i mean like i i kind of stopped getting into it like i said because i was like i can't keep up with this right which is exciting but yeah, I would just say find find people that you trust. Find your good people. Right on. And last question before we get off. Is this a fun question? No, actually, I'm sorry. This might not be a fun question. This might be actually the second <laughs> to last question then. Okay. <laughs> the, the second to last question is what mistake did you make that you don't want others to make? Did you send, say, F to the wrong wallet and lost 25 bucks in F? Or did you... I don't know. Forget your password and get locked out. I played crypto really, really safe Mm -hmm. because it's still an environment where I honestly had no idea what I was doing. And so I didn't put anything in that I wasn't willing to lose, even if it was just my 50 bucks, you know, like, but I would say that if it is something that you're excited about, I think that one mistake I've made that I'm pretty transparent about is that you know, as my daily life got busy, crypto dropped and my understanding of what was happening in the crypto world dropped. Mm-hmm. And so just keeping up with it, I think that's part of that community mm-hmm. is like, hey, even if you're reading the message boards consistently and that's like your main source of information and you're keeping up with it, just keep up with it. Just take the 10 to 15 minutes and and see what's coming out and see what people are excited about and why they're excited about it so that you know, you don't fall off the wagon kind of like I did. And then you feel like you're starting from scratch in a way. Right on. Good advice. Good advice. Now for the last question, before we go, I want to say thank you very much for briefly coming on Crypto 101. Of course. Thank you. What song will represent you in this episode on the Crypto 101 Spotify playlist? 
Oh man, what song would represent me? This is your theme song now forever. (laughs) (laughs) I'm gonna, I'm just gonna go ahead and throw it out there because it's a really funky song. No one's probably heard about, and it's an anime song. But there's an anime song called uh, Revolution. Revolution by uh, Real. By who? And it, it was an opening song for a famous anime that came out. I can send it to you if you want me to. Cool. Please do. Yeah. Tori, thank you very much for coming on Crypto 101. Thank you. Crypto 101 listener, Sina Sahami. Welcome to the listener episode of Crypto 101. Thank you. And thanks for having me on. No worries, man. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being such a big part of the Crypto 101 community. What we want to do today is we just want to hear about you, what you're thinking about the market, and, well, just about your experience getting into crypto and trading and all the whole nine. First, introduce yourself, sir. Who are you? Where are you? Where are we talking from right now? And we'll go from there. So, uh, obviously, my name is Sina. I'm from Vancouver, but I mean, I'm living in Vancouver, but I'm originally from Iran. And... uh, I'm an engineer and I've been active in startups and high tech companies and stuff like that for, I guess, during my careers and stuff like that. So the way I got into crypto, it's a little bit actually dating back to it because I used to play poker kind of professionally as a living when I was a student. Hmm. And there is a lot of overlap between cryptocurrency and poker players, especially this is like 2011 and around that. First time I heard about Bitcoin was, I think, 2011, so it was a long time ago, and from the poker communities. I was skeptical about it then, and to be fair to me, a lot of criticism that I had back then are still valid today, and one Mm. of the main reasons was how the government and big government going to react to this, uh, I guess, great idea, Mm -hmm, you know. mm -hmm. So I didn't get into Bitcoin and cryptocurrency, I guess, seriously until very recently, I think about a year ago or something like that, maybe more. And the reason of it was because a lot of common friends after the the Bitcoin boom and, and all that sort of stuff, they kind of approached me and they're like, hey, you sound like a smart guy. You do like building startups because a lot of these companies are very small companies. Right. What do you think about this? What do you think about that? What do you know about this? What do you think of the mining scene and, uh, and a lot of things I did in mining? So that's how I kind of got involved myself. I started reading about it. Uh, being a nerd, I started doing a lot of research in the technical aspect of the things about mining, about the, what is a consensus mechanism and Bitcoin network and all this sort of stuff. So that's basically how I got into the whole crypto stuff, you know. So what was your first purchase when you got into the crypto stuff? Was it Bitcoin, Ethereum? And how did you do it? What was your platform of choice? Uh, the very first purchase was that I I went to a bunch of uh, decentralized meeting or decontrolled meeting is these meetup groups that uh, I think they're all over North America, especially. And uh, and over there, I asked a guy, hey, how does it work? And I just downloaded a wallet app right there and, and put in $5. I don't even know, but I know it wasn't Bitcoin because back then the Bitcoin transactions was very expensive during the boom. And uh, mm. and I think, I think it was like Ethereum. I was just trying things out or maybe it was Litecoin. It was just some meaningless. I just wanted to have some right, coins right, right. on my wallet, you know. So you bought it from him, or you just got it from? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, it was just like a cash transaction. I, I got you. Anyway. I got you. Yeah. But boom, there you go. So what are you holding now? So the coins I'm holding right now, I'm holding Bitcoin and Ethereum. The other coins I'm holding is that I am holding a kind of a smaller coin called Engine. You know, okay. it's for gaming, and I personally know the teams who are working on it you know mm. at least i know the cto and i actually met him through the decentral group meetings and stuff like oh, that cool. and uh, and we started talking and so that's i guess the main positions i'm holding is this i have some cr coin i got through mining i'm not a fan of that project at all but just stuck with it and i used to go to bitrix and just buy the highest volume trading for that day for i think about a week like ten dollar twenty dollar worth of it and uh, i'm holding some of those and uh, I'm not having much hopes for them, but it's kind of like a little bit of gambling play, you know. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah. So, what do you think of the market these days? You know, I just woke up this morning. My I put a oh, live yeah. video yeah. out yesterday. I said my my portfolio has never been lower. Well, I spoke too soon. But what do you think of the market? So, market is going through a natural and I would say I think healthy correction. You know, and this is happening for some time. Is it a bear market? Yes, but is a bear market bad thing. I don't think it's a bad thing. 
And one of these about it is that a lot of we were always due for a bear market. There are mm-hmm. a lot of people out there who don't know what they're doing, and there there's a lot of things out there that I guess needs the cleansing of the system, as they call it. You know, overall, I think it's a good sign actually, because the you have to understand if you want to actually build stuff, you know, on on the technology aspect of it. You don't need a volatile market. You don't mm-hmm. need think prices to change and go up, I don't know, 10, 20% every day, you know? Mm-hmm. So you actually want something constant. So in terms of technical aspect and then engineering as a company and as a startup, you kind of want a market that is stable, you know? Mm-hmm. And yes, altcoins, some of them are just going bust, but that's natural. If uh, There is a saying in startup that they say, if you invest in 100 companies and if your return is more than 1%, there's something wrong with it. You know, the usually it works 99% of the company you invest in, they're going to go bankrupt or something's going to happen, your value is going to go to zero. It's just from that 1% that you're going to make your money. You know, you hope you hit a unicorn or sometimes sort of good ROI, you know. I've been looking for my unicorn. I have no unicorns, <laughs> no no magical magical crypto <laughs> friends. Yeah. Nothing. Yeah. <laughs> I've been searching though. I've been searching. I have a couple that I, I I thought were the unicorns. They're going through some internal problems right now. So let's see if they pull out of it. Who are some of your favorite crypto influencers and resources that you recommend? So if you're sitting there and you're gonna you know read about crypto, the blockchain, the technology, and you're gonna go to somebody, who would that person be, and what resource would that be? This is a good question. So there are two things that you can do. So you either want to invest into a market just as pure speculation financial perspective, you know. So by that, I mean, you can buy Bitcoin and you don't even know what it is. It's just the prices of going up and you heard it's a good idea. You hold on to it. So from that, you need a more economic background. You know, you need to know finances. You need to know what an exchange is. You need to know for example, what's the difference between a stop order and a, a, a limit order, that sort of stuff, you know. Obviously, Crypto 101 is, is a great, great resource for this kind of stuff, you know. And uh, and uh, it's also important to know that, that you know the basics really well, you know. So it's a great place to start. The other aspect of it is that if you investing something that is, you say, hey, you know what, for example, the engine coin, the coin that I'm holding, they have millions of users already because they are an established company who has a platform and they have you like gamers who know their name, they know their brand. If you go to any Minecraft person who plays it, mm-hmm. they know good chance of what engine is. You know, they have their own solution completely separate from the coin. This company existed before. Right. So, for example, when I'm doing that investment in, in engine, I'm not doing it for next day or next year. I'm doing it for the next five years. I believe this team will deliver and they have the users that in the long run it's going to be successful. Mm-hmm. In that aspect, there are a couple of good things. So one thing is that the, 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 the community is so small right now that you sometimes can approach people firsthand. You know, for example, you want to buy Varium coin or Veracoin and uh, you can join their Slack channel. You can talk to them. You can join their Telegram channel and, and send for CR coin and, or Reddit. And you can get in touch firsthand with the people to know, to know if they know their stuff. You right. know, that's very important. Right. In terms of technical aspect, there is a guy that I have to mention because I love this guy. His name is uh, Emin Gunsirer. You know, I can't pronounce his name. He's a Cornell professor, and he's actually the first person, as far as I know, who started a cryptocurrency. It's like five, six years before Bitcoin. Oh. And he knows his technical aspect of the thing really well. If you're into a long-term game, if you hear him talk and you don't understand what he's saying, you need to do more research and you need to understand what he's talking about, you know, so it's in terms of technical aspect of the thing. So he's a really good guy. I mean, I highly recommend it, at least as a base level. You have to know his lectures and what he's talking about, you know, so that's, that's the name I, I really wanted to drop. Right, right on. It's going a little bit unnoticed in the community with all the hypes and stuff. Like oh, cool, that. cool. I'll, I will put a link to him. Is he on Twitter or Instagram? Or... Yes, he is very vocal on Twitter. <laughs> yeah? Yeah, because he's one of those guys who is, uh, I guess they call him a Bitcoin cash kind of person. Okay. And during that whole that spat, there's like a lot of back and forth between him and the blocks. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, 
ClickGranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply dream guys you know so how did you get to listening to crypto 101 i remember i was looking into i do a lot of driving for work mm-hmm. and a lot of things i learned is uh, i guess through podcasts and listening to things and i came across crypto 101 specifically by actually searching literally the name crypto 101 without knowing that it exists and it's a great <laughs> name by the way thank you because i was like hey, hey you know what i need to know some of the basics and i need to get in touch with people who know basics you know and i want to know like if there's anything i don't know in terms of basics i was like hey how about googling crypto 101 or, or on itunes and uh, i was like oh there's one exists and then i listened to it and it was the quality of the material was good it was done in a professional manner. Because another thing is in this space, you need to be careful with. There's a lot of people who don't know what they're talking about. And it's important. I think one of the things that you said is that in one of your podcasts that you're also consider yourself a beginner and you're okay in terms of, hey, we don't know and we're going to find things out together. You know, mm-hmm. So that gives a good sign that, hey, you know what? This guy's honest. It's not, hey, this guy, I just heard about Bitcoin one year ago and I'm going to tell you all about it. You know what I mean? <laughs> Yeah, you, I don't know. You get a lot of those stuff. I, I don't know all about it, and I'm still learning. I'm still trying yeah. to. Yeah, you know, that, that, that's, that's the right attitude. I, I, I hope. I hope it is. I hope it is, and I hope it continues. You know, and I was just actually writing. Um, Crypto One Hundred One is going to be releasing a book here in about three okay. weeks, and I was just writing the preface uh, yesterday. And in the preface, I said that you know, after being one hundred one, uh, doing the show for so long, you turn from one hundred one to one hundred two to two hundred one. I would say that I'm probably still in the in my bachelor's degree. Uh, level of classes but it's always humbling when you go to a new show or go to get somebody else on the show and they talk talk about things about their project that you have never heard of before like yesterday i had the ceo of lisk and he was talking about side chains and he was talking about his project and how the different in the th- different ways he's basically making a shelf uh white branded blockchain uh, solution for people to just say hey, i want to make my own blockchain i'm going to use lisk and do it oh okay yeah so okay. It's, it's pretty cool and i was just like Dude, that's brilliant. Who who else is yeah. doing it? He's like nobody's doing it. I'm like, well, I hope it's brilliant. <laughs> yeah. Well, one of the things they say uh, they say that if you're doing something for the first time, or if you're first first person coming across an idea, I would be bored. So sometimes you also need to be careful. It's just like if somebody's doing something for the very first time, like hey. I'm not saying it's a bad idea. It's a great idea. Somebody got to be fixed. No, you know, you're 100% right. I actually asked yeah. him that question through, th- during the interview. I was like, I was like, look, who's, if there's nobody copying you already, then is it really a good idea? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what do you think about the future of the market? Look, we are all pretty much wrecked right now in, in terms of the, the portfolio. I looked at my portfolio today and then I'm, I'm destroyed. My alts are destroyed. My, <laughs> my Litecoin is still okay. I got, an, I got an okay point with my Litecoin. My Ethereum... It's okay, but we operate off Ethereum on the show here, so we're not doing too good when it comes to what we've been holding. And Bitcoin, Bitcoin's, Bitcoin's okay. What do you think of the short term, one year in the future for the market? 
So one year is a short aspect of the things. One, okay, so there's a couple of game changers. And this is actually what I was getting at. So there are a couple of big things that can happen that you should not count on. That's another thing. But there's a long term and a short term. So first of all, let me go to the long term because that's easy. Long term, I think Bitcoin and cryptocurrency in general, not naming Bitcoin, just cryptocurrency in general, they have a positive impact. I mean, it's going to be a big thing. And the reason is very simple, just economic pressure. Right now, if I want to send money to someone else around the world, I don't need anything other than my phone, you know, and that's a very important thing. I don't need a bank. They don't need to have a building. They don't need to have staff. It's a lot of overhead costs that's going to get cut off. And there is no way in a free market society that the banks can compete with this in the long run. That long run could be 100, 100 years from now, you know. Right. So uh, there's an economic saying they say in the long run, we're all dead, so nobody cares about it. <laughs> But that's important to keep in mind because sometimes you hear a lot of positive things from other people and then they're talking about 200 years from now. You know, I mean, yeah, it's great, but not great for me. Right. In the short term, I guess, midterm, that's something that is interested to me in terms of technical. There's a lot of industries that can be disrupted. That's another thing important. I I look at Bitcoin from just the startup perspective as an engineer or somebody who has been involved in this sector, I guess, startup sectors. If you look at a project, then you need to realize what sector they're specifically disrupting, you know? Mm. If there is a coin, they're trying to solve world hunger problems, like, okay, maybe, maybe. I'm very skeptical. If there is a coin that they try to, for example, see our coin. I say I'm not a big fan of that project, but they try to attack this, the, the hardware storage and, and kind of like what cloud cloud storage kind of space. Maybe more plausible, you know. Uh, the, the coin that I was mentioning, the engine coin that I like is about gaming and ownership mm-hmm. of virtual items in games. I like that, you know, that sounds like a good idea. Right. And it sounds like something that can be disrupted easier. So the answer to the question is depends a lot on what specific industry the specific coin is talking about. Transfer of value itself, like Bitcoin, the only game changer that I can see can affect it in the medium term is that if a major player, like for example, the government of Iran, right now is is actually kind of relevant to the, the conversation because of the sanctions. If the government of Iran suddenly realizes, hey, you know what, I can move billions of dollars of oil money around and I don't need to comply with any of the banks or touch US dollar, you know, that's a major game changer. Right. But that's the kind of level of game changing you need for a coin that's application is transfer of value, Right. you know, so it depends a lot on the specific coin and the industry. Right on, man. I I feel you. I feel you. Do you think trying to make this at 15 minutes rest 16 minutes right now? But I'm actually really curious about about your opinion of of the uh, sanctions, uh, the U.S. sanctions against Iran and how that could affect Bitcoin, cryptocurrency. Do you think Iran is going to possibly go up the petrol route, make their own blockchain, make their own cryptocurrency to skirt these sanctions? Or do you think they're going to use existing systems like Bitcoin, Litecoin or what have you? I'm sure they'll try. I, I'm not sure. I know because I, I, I read the news and I follow up. I, I mean, there is a there is a vibrant Iranian cryptocurrency community that many people actually don't know about and that's because their inflation in Iran in the past three months has been around 50 percent that's mm-hmm. five zero you know and a lot of people who just holding Bitcoin just because it's priced in US dollar or foreign currency they they have been saved because of that you know even right. though the Bitcoin market is down when your inflation in local currency is 50 percent 20 percent drop is not suddenly a bad thing do you think that Bitcoin cryptocurrency blockchain technology is empowering certain countries or regions to give the middle finger to the United States and saying, they, they say, hey, sanction, and they say, hey, you know what? F you. It doesn't right now, but it definitely can. And that's the thing. Are they, because you also have to think about it. These are not companies that are countries that are well run and they can execute a great idea with a great plan and great execution. You know, that's why the economy is in a mess in the first place, right? Mm-hmm. So can they utilize such a complex technology and do something brilliant with it? Possible. Right. Is it very likely? I just don't know. Right so, for that. example, the petrol with Venezuela, great idea, but... I mean, I don't think it works working out really well, you know. Right. It's a great idea. Sina Sahami, thank you very much for spending some time with Crypto 101. And we hope to get you back on to talk about, hopefully, your gains in the future when this market gets out of this bear cycle. 
thank you for having me on and uh, yeah it was a pleasure and hopefully i have no doubt in the future things will be better so hopefully we don't have to wait 10 years for to talk about all the gains but <laughs> right on brother you have a good day yeah. okay you too great thanks Listener, Valentina Khan, welcome to Crypto 101. Thank you for having me. First, I want to say thank you very much for listening to the show. Second, I want to say thank you very much for volunteering to come to the listener episode. And third, I want to get to know you. Valentina, could you please just introduce yourself really quick? Sure. Hi, everybody. I'm Valentina, and I'm from California, born and raised. I'm a mom of two small kids, a five-year-old and a two-year-old, and I am legally educated, went to law school as well as a master's in community, like religious leadership, because I did a lot of interfaith work, work with like Abrahamic faiths and just all faiths in general. So somehow I was invited to get a master's in that type of work. So got a master's in that. And now I work for a donor-advised fund, which is a philanthropic fund for families or individuals who want to be charitable, but they don't want to like cut a check to a charity right away. So they go ahead and put it in a fund, and then the fund increases with time through the investment vehicles. And I work for that and um, got into what we're about to talk about because of that. So I can explain later, but that's me. No, no, let's go straight into it. Why did you get into crypto and when did you get into crypto? Well, it's only been about six or seven months of just hardcore research. I'm that lay person you're talking about in every single episode for that common person, for that average person. That's totally me. I had heard about Bitcoin first from Gary Vaynerchuk, who's um, one of the influencers that really inspires me, generally speaking. Mm-hmm. But um I went to ComplexCon in Long Beach, California, like November, November 2017, and I heard him speak, and um, there was like crypto stuff everywhere. Like, I don't know if you're familiar with ComplexCon, but it's like popular culture at its finest. Everything pop culture, everything hip-hop related, um, and I totally love all that stuff. And so I was there, and I loved Gary, and I wanted to go see his sneaker like he, he was dropping his one of his sneakers his second sneaker i think at the time mm-hmm. and he, he's an entrepreneur i don't know if you're familiar with who he is anyway when he was speaking and mind you i had not heard of anything crypto until until this day in november 2017 i just kept seeing gold bars everywhere and you know crypto like with crypto on it or just some kind of marketing gimmick like that and i was like what in the world why what is this cryptocurrency stuff i had no clue And so when he was talking, he wasn't talking about cryptocurrency the whole time. He was talking about how to be an entrepreneur and how to like stick to your passion and not give up. Just really cool stuff. And then he brought up Coinbase. Either he was an early investor or he was brought into it early on and and people clapped for him. And I'm like, oh, my God, what is Coinbase? I was like the person in the room who had no clue what was going on. So make a long story short, I Googled it and then I found out that it was what you need to purchase Bitcoin. And then I was like, okay, what in the world is Bitcoin? And then I brought that to work because I didn't want to just keep researching this late at night and be a zombie at work. So I went to work and I said, hey, guys, we need to talk about Bitcoin and cryptocurrency. And the people I work with are all really established business people in Orange County, California. They don't like any scammy stuff or anything like that. And I thought, okay, how can I And that was like the image it had at the time. Mm -hmm. So I was like, how can I bring the work we're doing with our donor advised fund and with philanthropy and charitable things and like tie it in with crypto or with blockchain? Or at the time, I had no idea what blockchain was. So far, I only knew Bitcoin and cryptocurrency. So the more I kind of unpeeled the onion, I realized, wow, it has a lot to do with philanthropy and I can totally tie it into what we're doing. So Started off with learning all about Bitcoin and Satoshi and all of that. And then it kind of sphered into blockchain technology and smart contract work, which is what I'm most fascinated with now. So that's kind of like the long end of how I got into it so far. Right on. So how do you think or feel that cryptocurrency is going to work with philanthropy? And how would you feel that it can be incorporated in the future or now? So right now, there are a couple ICOs, and I guess you want to call them tokens, right, and coins out there that are um, philanthropy-minded, 
There's something called Giftcoin that just launched like March 2018. Another one called, gosh, what is it? Um, Aidcoin and another one called True Donate. So those are the three I've kind of been focusing on mostly. What I love about those coins, even though I haven't really gotten into them yet, I'm just researching them, is that I would like to be philanthropic in my lifetime. I want to teach that to my children. And sometimes, you know, you come into a little bit of money or you earn money or you put some money aside and you'd like to give it away or maybe you have tax deduction reasons that you need to give it away. But you don't always know who to give it to. And you don't always know if you do give it to them, how are they going to use it? Are they going to use it just for their own maintenance and just running the whole business, the charity? Or does it actually get to the end user, which is the or the end person that needs it the most, the person you want to give it to. So with these coins, it allows you to track your donation and pretty much see it from beginning to end through your crypto, right which on. I thought was really cool. Right on. You know, yeah. I, was, I was talking to, uh, man, I can't remember who, which coin I was talking to or token I was talking to a while ago. And that was one of their basic goals for, you know, cryptocurrency was, you know, there's always ways to siphon off the top. You never know exactly when we give to donations or charities, how much is going to, you always hear, oh, you know, like the Red Cross only donates 12% to the charity because of all their overhead costs and their admin costs and stuff like that. And they're like, you feel really cheated. So cryptocurrency really does give you the power to track what you're doing the transparency and holding everybody accountable to do something with the money that you're giving them that you want them to do. Yeah, absolutely. Like, and that, I thought that was just genius. And I thought that was kind of my biggest problem always is like, okay, you're going to do whatever the Red Cross or Salvation Army or UNICEF, you know, and that's great. And they're huge, huge, huge entities. And obviously, they're doing great work, but they're so fully staffed and they have all kinds of like, expenses, which is fine. I mean, part of your donation goes, you, you just have to know it's going to go to the running of the business. Mm -hmm. But to see, but to see through your crypto token, whatever one you, you know, you go with or have that it actually gets tracked is so just so cool to me. Right so on. I really love that. You have a two-year-old and a five-year-old, you said. Why is this important to do this for them? You just mentioned you're doing this for them. Yeah, like big time. When I hear about stories of people who were gifted stocks for their bar mitzvah or their bat mitzvah or their birthdays, and then it was like Facebook stock back in the day or Google or just when the internet started and Amazon, I don't know. It's like these are pretty, we're all still really new in this, in this information age, but I'm just saying let's some sort of like oil stock or something. And then it turns into something amazing later. I just dream of that for my kids. I just want them to be a part of it. And if I can be the pioneer for them and take the chances and the risks and learn about it and lose a little bit and hopefully gain a little bit, you know, and have them just be inspired by that. So one day they'll do that when something new comes along and then in their generation. Um, I just want to start that tradition now because, you know, my parents came to this country as immigrants and they worked really hard in their industries of, you know, engineering and in business. And it was all about working hard and having a good life, but they never dappled into that risky territory of stocks or putting in money into something that was unfamiliar mm -hmm. and just, you know, like sexy, like nothing like that. It was just like, you know, get your solid job, work hard and, you know, provide. And I just feel like this is very, it's risky, it's fun, it's adventurous, it's attractive. And, and there's so much promise that I just would hate to not be involved, especially now that I'm like absorbing and learning so much. Where are your parents from? My mom is from Iran and my dad is from India. And they met in Jersey. <laughs> oh, right on. Cool. <laughs> yeah. So that's the heritage. But I was born and raised in California. So they met in Jersey and said, let's get out of here. This place sucks. Let's go to California. Yeah. No offense, Jersey, but sort of. <laughs> <laughs> I don't... Yeah. I'm kind of yeah, glad they did that because I was born here. I hope there's no listeners in Jersey right now. Just going to turn off the show. We're sorry, Jersey. <laughs> We're really sorry. <laughs> We're super sorry. So the, the market is not looking good this morning. I woke up and yeah. it's down a little bit more. How are you feeling about the market? I'm like, because well, I'm like one of those people who when I find out about something, I just jump in, like both feet, head, both arms. Like I'm just such a lunatic like that. So I'm kind of happy in a way. And I'm really sorry of, you know, the people who are not happy about it. But I didn't get involved yet is what I'm trying to say is I 
could have bought in, you know, a while back as I was learning about it and I still didn't. And I'm just kind of like, woof, thank goodness. But um, I was listening to Crypto Cousins, which I know you had on your show and I learned about them through you. And they had somebody on their show who talked about how um, like compared to the currency in Turkey or like even in Iran right now, their currency is not very good at all. Like Bitcoin's doing great still. I'm hopeful that it'll go a little bit down just so that I can get in soon enough. And, a little and bit down? You wanted to go down more? Just a little <laughs> bit so that it'll How much like, more? be like attractive. I don't know. We are, we are bleeding bucks. for you right now. <laughs> I'm sorry, folks. Back to, you know, something and then like shoot super high. You know, like it'll just go crazy. So I don't want it to ever go down where everybody loses. I want it to always be up. But for my sake and for those of us who want to jump in, I don't know. Like I'm like I've never been involved with stocks. You're talking to a total amateur, so I don't know how. No, this no, game no, works. no, no. It, it is definitely not like that. But I would say that uh, what does Tony Robbins always say? And Tony, I think Tony always says when he talks about stocks, he's like, "Don't think about it too much. If you think there's a future, jump in. Just do it. Yeah. If you keep waiting yeah. for the new low, the new low, you're gonna miss it because there's always a new low. There's always a new high." True. Well, to, to make you feel better, I actually just um, signed up for Coinbase today because I knew we were going to talk and I was like, oh, my God, I have to finally get Coinbase because it takes a <laughs> while. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was like, geez. It does so take took, a while. I didn't realize. So it took a bit to get on there, but I'm on there now. And then I was trying to search for like these coins that I was talking to you about to at least try and see how much those are going for. But Am I correct that it only has like Bitcoin, Ethereum, and I think it was Litecoin or something and one other yes. type of currency? Yes, ma'am. Bitcoin, okay. Ethereum, Litecoin, Bitcoin Cash, and soon to be Ethereum Classic. Oh. If okay. not already. So what's up? I don't know why they don't have all the other coins going. Oh, don't worry. Somebody sent me some uh, ERC-20 tokens to Coinbase that I lost the other day. So oh, no. <laughs> they, they, they won't. I don't, I don't think they're going to do that anytime soon. You're, we're going to have to always go to different exchanges. Uh, Bittrex, Binance, or hit BTC or something like that. But we would definitely talk about more of those exchanges in future episodes. Okay, what, cool. In your research from November to now, what? Yeah. who are some of the influencers you listen to? Who are the people you're reading? And who do you recommend to somebody that might be doing the same thing you are, researching the crypto space? Yeah, so I definitely recommend your podcast. I mean, it's been fantastic for me. Oh, thanks. And then... Of course. And then on Instagram, so from, from Gary's teachings, um, Gary Vaynerchuk that I mentioned earlier, he says something like whenever you're interested in something or if you have a business in something and you're trying to either learn more about it or sell it or just be a part of that community, like search everything you can on Twitter and on Instagram about it. So we started doing exactly that and also on Medium. So on Instagram, I started searching like cryptocurrency, Bitcoin, blockchain, smart contract. And I just kind of connected with all those people. And one of them who has a, you know, a cute little name, it's called Belle of the Blockchain. She just kind of posts fun things and fun facts about Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. But um, and it's kind of like a, a lighthearted page. But she did post a, a title of a book called Digital Gold. I don't know if you've heard of that one yet. I, I follow Belle her on Twitter. Yes. yes I oh, you do? Post. Yep. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I'm, I definitely want to read Digital Gold, and I think that Instagram and, and Twitter and Medium have just been so informative and helpful to try and navigate this space, and then obviously podcasts, but like I don't have that much time in between like the kids wanting to listen to like the Zombies soundtrack or something that I'm like barely able to listen to my podcast, so I just try and make it to yours, and then anything else is like extra. Right on, right on. Valentina Khan, listener of Crypto 101, I want to say thank you very much for the 15 minutes of your day to come on to wrap out with us and, well, you know, just hear people in the space and that are going through different aspects of it, if it's research or investment or holding bags, blood on the streets or making a lot of money. Your story is very important for people who are listening and wanting to be in this space right now to shape the future. So I appreciate your time. Thank you very much. Thank you so much for having me. I really enjoyed talking to you about it. You have a great day. Same to you. Thanks.
Thank you very much for listening to this episode of Crypto 101. Tori, Sina, Valentina, thank you very much for coming on the show. It was very nice to talk to you and get to know you. On our next episode of Crypto 101, we're going to walk down memory lane. We're going to go through the history. We're going to just see where we started, where we went, and where we're going in our year anniversary mashup episode. It's going to take us a little time to put this one together, and I'm going to be traveling for the next couple weeks. So there might be a little bit of a gap between our newest episodes and this episode. We will be putting some rebroadcasts out in between, and we're sorry if you heard the episode, but some of them are really good. Yeah, might as well listen to them twice. Well, thank you very much for listening, and thank you for your patience during my travel time. Before we go, like always, ApogeeCrypto.com, A-P-O-G-E-E Crypto.com, the best place for your real-time prices, CryptoNews.com for your news, and we will see you in the next episodes of Crypto 101. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.